to Mbappé! What a great day it's been for him! So you want this confidence oozing through his veins. Yeah, tap it with the football tap. It's the number one podcast. Yeah. With a football at, tap in with the football tap. Yeah. Tap in with the football tap. Guru. Tap in with the football tap, like a spinal, or it could get messy like Lionel. Them other podcasts throw back like a vinyl. The guru, he the goat, so it really ain't no rivals. Podcasts about passion, barely dollars. My favorite, Ronaldo, Jamal Musala. Football tap, it should be on your radar. Come and kick it with us, like Neymar, Sadio Mane, or Erling Haaland. Either way, the football tap, prime time. Yeah, now take that to the bank with you. The guru, he don't talk, he just paint. Vividly, so come and see what he's saying. Highlights and more, you never get bored. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never get bored. Football tap, the number one source. Yeah. Come and tap in with the football tap. It's the football tap. Yeah, yeah. Come and tap in with the football tap. It's the football tap. Guru, football tap. Yeah. Come and tap in with the football tap. Yeah. With the football tap, come and chill with the groove, cuz football back, yeah. Uh, what's up, everybody? Uh, welcome back to another episode. Uh, we're here, uh, I'm here with Danielle to, um, to preview, um, the Bundesliga season. Um, I'm just FYI, I, this is the third episode. I'm, when I when I uh, when I post this, there are two others I have not posted yet. One from the uh, World Cup final uh, that I, that I hadn't got around to post it, and then I did an episode with Ryan last night, and I'll post that. Oh well, just so everybody knows that all all three of them will be out um, when this one comes out. Just they'll still be in the in the right order. I just wanted to say it. Uh, anyway, how how you doing? I'm doing good. All right. Um. So the Bundesliga, we're a little early. It's not till next week. Not this week. Not this Saturday. Uh. But next weekend. Um. The Bundesliga is back. Um. Obviously, the the Premier League has been back for for a few weeks. Um. Playing every twenty minutes. It seems like <laughs> there's games. Um. Italy just just uh, obviously um came back as well. Spain has come back. So, uh, Germany. Um. Is is on the back uh, is is back now or is going to be back now too? Um, I thought they were going to not do the Christmas break, but they did anyway. So, but they can do what they want. They're the Bundesliga. <laughs> um, anyways, um, so we're just I'm just going to by random uh, talk about uh, um, a team by team, see where they are in the table, see what we think about their season so far, uh, see what's what they need to do to continue it, and we'll explore if if certain teams are in Europe. Um, what what they'll need to do to to have a a successful European journey or unsuccessful European journey, depending on uh, the team. Um, I'm going to start on a team that we have talked about um, a fair bit. Um, one of the uh, one of the teams uh, this year that have kind of um, been under the radar. Um, I'm going to start with uh, uh, Werder Brennan. Uh, they come into the season uh, newly promoted team comes in um, to to this campaign as one of the teams kind of likely to get relegated 
like like to get relegated or potentially get relegated. Um, and uh, they're doing very well this season. Uh, I got the table in front of me. Um, they are um, sorry. I thought I had the table in front of me. They're in ninth place. Um, they're on tw- uh, they're on twenty seven. Uh, sorry, they are on twenty one points. Uh, six wins, three draws, six losses. Um, their uh, their top score of the season is um, Nicholas Fulkrug with ten goals. Uh, uh, Marvin Duckage is not far behind with I think about seven or eight. Um, they have uh, anyway. They've they've been fairly successful considering the expectations uh, surrounding them. Uh, but I, I just want to see hear your overall thoughts on on uh, what you what have you seen from them this season. Where are you at with with uh, with uh, Werner Brennan? So uh, go ahead. <laughs> Well, first of all, obviously, I'm still getting versed with Bundesliga. Um, but what I have seen from them so far is amazing. Just how they came into this league, well, into the Bundesliga after being promoted. Having, like, such ex- – obviously, when you're promoted side, you want to get to the point where you're able to stay up. And they made those key transfers during – the transfer window that has helped them with some of their success so far this so this season. Um, obviously, they've really worked together as a cohesive unit to get the job done. And right now, obviously, twenty one points clear. Of the, I do believe they're clear of the relegations. On they're, the ball, but, they're closer. They're close to the Champions League than the relegation zone. Not to say yeah. they're going to get late, but but they're 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 not they're already basically safe, so they don't have to worry about the bottom. Yeah, so just the way they were able to come into this into the Bundesliga and just dominate after being promoted is huge. And overall, I'm very impressed with what I've been seeing from them so far. Okay, um, so two things: we we kind of this is kind of the thing we look at teams that get promoted where. The questions we always have to ask ourselves is, um, <laughs> um, sorry, um, is is basically can they defend? Number one, number two, can they score goals? Um, and I think both of those questions have been answered. They brought in Nicholas Stark from a, another not great team, Hertha Berlin, uh, in defense. They got they're pretty good there. Uh, one of the top goalkeepers in, in the league. Um, this season, and then the the big question has been, uh, can they score goals? And and rem- do you remember the the Dortmund game where they scored? I forgot what it was. Three goals in. I forgot uh, two goals um, starting in the 89th minute. So it was 89 and 90, and then they they the Dortmund did what Dortmund does and choke it away. Do you remember that at all? Yeah, I remember that vaguely. Yeah, so when you look at this team and what they've done this season, I think that uh, from a scoring standpoint, we looked at this team and said, where the fuck are the goals? I don't see them anywhere. This dude has played in Bundesliga 2 his whole career, or most of his career. He's got three goals in, three goals in Bundesliga, just top Bundesliga. Um, and you look at some of the other attacking options, and there was there, there seemed to be a, a emptiness um, as far as, as goal scoring, and it's been quite the opposite. At one point this season, um, if I'm not mistaken, the only Bayern Munich had scored more goals than them, um, and they currently they're currently in ninth um, with 
with uh, 21 points. Um, and, and it does appear that they have the goal scoring figured out. The question is whether they can figure out their defense and their defense isn't horrible. Um, but they do concede goals. It's kind of that uh, Alonza thing from the past with what we saw in Syria, where we don't, we don't care. We're going to score a whole bunch of goals and, and we'll worry about the defense later. Now, as we know, had they worked about, had they worked on the defense, one of those uh, desperate teams probably would have won the league and they would be looked at in a whole different light. Um, but very similar in, in terms of, of their, their first, first and foremost, it's scoring goals. That is their, the mentality. They have the second or third top goal, goal scorer in the league. They're getting goals from a lot of different places. They got a big res- they've gotten big results against, um, against Dortmund. They beat Hoffenheim. They, they pulled your guys' pants down in Glogbach as well, uh, and they've got a few more victories. So they're not, they're not folding against um, most of the teams. We don't need to talk about what Bayern Munich did to them because I, I don't want to give them extra embarrassment, but they're getting a lot of uh, you know, high-quality uh, victories. They're also scoring a lot of goals. Um, do, do you see uh, a comparison with Alonso, and do you think this is the type of team that could take that extra step and go uh, for a European spot this season. Well, obvious. I could actually see that mirror image, to be honest with you. I mean, back when Atalanta was really at its peak, they were attacking a really strong attacking team. They would score X amount of goals and then worry about the defense later. But this team, in my opinion, is a little bit more well-rounded in both attack and defense. They are capable of finding the back of the net, but they also, even though, like, obviously against stronger teams such as Bayern and Dortmund in certain scenarios are going to be way more difficult to defend, obviously when it comes to that stuff, it's like it should be noted. So, but against other clubs in the same caliber and also below them, they do defend very well. So I think, in my opinion, they are just a slightly elevated version of Atalanta at its, at their peak. Okay, I'm looking at the table. They have conceded 27. The only teams that have conceded more outside of the relegation zone is Cologne, and that's it. <laughs> so, so obviously the problem is is defending. Do you, do you think they – they can defend well enough to um, elevate where they are and keep kind of their, their magical run going. I think they could step it up a little bit. Uh, obviously we'll take teamwork and also working off the outside of like games, like during their normal training regimens and stuff. But if they're able to maintain that composure in those winning tangibles, I don't see why they can't go like past this and I think they could finish in a Euro European spot spot you said European because I don't think the Europa League will be tough they can but they could probably qualify for the conference league yeah so in general I think they could get a position there if they continue up their momentum and are able to like step it up just a little bit more so they can solidify that spot Sooner rather than later. Okay, hold on. I just want to check something really quick. I want to see if they're still in the um, uh, cup or they're getting knocked out. Um, 
Sorry, just going to take one minute because I, I want to ask something if they're still in. If not, then, then yeah, who cares? <laughs> um, uh, let's see. Uh, um, they are not. All right, never mind. Uh, because they're all, the reason I was looking that up is because um, if you make the final of the German Cup, it is a um, – I believe you get a Europa League spot or something like that if you make the um, German Cup final. You might have to – I don't think you have to win. I think – I forgot what the rules are, but but um, they, they got they got knocked out um, earlier, so uh, I guess that doesn't matter. Um, all right. Okay, where was I? Uh, let's go with um, – let's get them out of the way because they've been god-awful. Um, they got – Little to no prayer of, of survival, but I wouldn't say no prayer. Um, and that it being uh, Schalke, um, obviously, uh, to Ryan's dismay, they've had a really difficult season. And and after them being relegated last year, or the two years ago, they got their way back here. Um, they're on their second cage of the season. Um, they, got, they are on nine points, two wins. Three draws and ten losses. They've conceded thirty-two goals, which is the second most in the league. The uh, safety or potential safety is fourteen points, um, so they got a, a, a ways to go. Um, uh, the, the, their top scorer is on three goals um, in the league. They have a top. They have uh, someone who has five in all competitions, um, but they are um, they're in trouble. Hold on, they have. They, sorry, they're on their third coach, not their second. Um, so on October twenty seventh, they they hired a, a new one as well. So, so not first and foremost, not a lot of goals in this team. Second, secondly, um, they're conceding goals left and right. Um, now nine to fourteen isn't impossible to erase, but they are in uh, they're in deep shit. Um, so what are your thoughts on on Schalke's? Um, or, uh, you know, whatever you want to say, atrocious the first half of the season. Well, I mean, there's really not a, a lot to, like, cover because you pretty much said everything that needs to be said. They're conceding goals. They struggle to find the back of the net routinely. And we kind of figured that this would be the case coming for them coming back into the league. But uh, do we think it could be this bad? Some of us, yes. Some of us, no. Um, but in general, this is just a sad state of affairs for Schalke, going through three coaches and their only their top goal scorer only getting three goals so far and five in all competitions. It, it's just one punch after the other with them. And it, the sad thing is they're probably going to be relegated and unless obviously. Nine, as you said, nine to fourteen is doable, but with what this team has, it they would have they would need a miracle in order to pull it off. Okay, so um, Sebastian Polter last year for Bochum scored eleven. I was ten in the league. He's got one. Um, do you think getting him going could because you know they don't have a lot of attacking options, but at least this guy at last last year had double digits in the league. Um, with a with a Bochum who's who's having just as many problems as as Schalke is, 
um, but they at least have the the I guess the the difference makers in their team where Shal- Shalka doesn't. Um, and and how do you think they should handle uh, uh, this this window? What what should be the so kind of the approach of of them um, avoiding the inevitable? Well, for them, do I think if they get that player specific player going, it is possible that they could salvage something here. But like I said, it's a long shot in this transfer window. There's they should really be looking at stronger attacking options. Obviously, they won't be able to buy them outright because of some of these players' price tags. But try to at least go for the loan option, at least temporarily, until you can get yourself to safety. But, I mean, and then, of course, maybe focus, obviously, with the conceding goals, you may need a stronger defensive player here and there. So I would just work on getting smaller loan options for those key places that you're struggling. And then if you manage safety, then you can consider like working more towards like buying options if your money and stuff allows. So you prioritize attack over defense in that situation or vice versa? I would do it like a combination here and there. Okay, so if let's just suppose that that Schalke does not have the funds to get both, let's say you they can either sign an attacker or another defender to help them defense. What, what for you? What 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 in in that situation? Where would the priority be um, from your standpoint? From my standpoint, I would definitely work on getting that attacker because that way you're able to have somebody who can find the back of the net, which obviously goals can eventually equal points, and points could equal you moving up the table. So I would focus on the attack. Yeah, i I probably go the other way because um, conce- they've conceded 32 goals this season. They Again, their, their attacking options aren't great, but it's not nothing. They got someone who can score goals. So um, I think uh, beefing up the defense is probably more important because they're, uh, they're conceding. Um, uh, so many goals. Um, let's go with um, uh, Hoffenheim. Um, they're in 11th this season, and and every time I say, oh, Hoffenheim's going to be great this year, they're going to be a, a dark horse for the Champions League, and then they, they fucking screw me over every time. Um, but, you know, I'm, 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 not, I'm not mad about it. It's fine. Um, five, five wins, three uh, draw, seven losses, 18 points this season. They were at one point just a few points from – the top of the uh, from the Champions League uh, places, um, they do have Christopher Baumgartner. Um, we c- you can say that Hoffenheim are not doing well this season. He is in that conversation with Musiala, with uh, Nkuku, with Kulomane as uh, player of the season candidates. Um, but they just lost, uh, or it seems like they're about to lose Jorginho Ruder to um, to Leeds United in the Premier League. Um, so obviously, uh, they're obviously very talented, um, and it's—I don't think the season's over for them, um, but they are in a midst of struggles at the moment. Um, they're in eleventh; um, they're out of the cup, uh, but th- I mean, they're from—you know—from eleventh to seventh is is only like five points, so they're not—they're de- not out of the picture completely. Uh, but 
what are your thoughts on their uh, first half of the season, and what do you think uh, needs to be done for them to to get back on on track? Well, for me personally, what I've seen from them so far is yes, they started really good, but then they've kind of like tapered off, like some clubs we've seen in Syria, where they do really well for the first like few matches of the first half of the season, but then they start tapering off close to the winter break. And it was like a similar situation with Hoffenheim. Um, but in general, I do think they could make up the the five points and get back into the uh, European title picture. Um, but, I mean, they've been doing very well this season for what I've seen. Obviously, they show up here and there, but that what team hasn't? Unless you're Bayern, obviously. But... In general, like, and what do they need to do? Just like maintain winning tangibles, and just focus on also getting the like Baumgartner back up to snuff, and along with some of their other players that may have not been performing to the standard that we have been seeing them, and just really get back into like being more aggressive with the ball and being able to really set up the strong counterattack on the defensive side of things. All right. So they start off the new new season, whatever, second half of the season uh, against uh, Union Berlin. Obviously, Union Berlin coming off a decapitation, but they're having an unbelievable season so far. Um, do, you, do you see this as potentially a momentum shift if, if Hoffenheim um, get the job done against against those boys – that way, I mean, okay, look <laughs> at the red side of Berlin. It is possible. Yeah. Um, so, so, what, what do you think? Uh, I, I guess, what do you feel about uh, this match that could be a turning point? And and what what do you think the approach is to kind of getting this result, other than just showing up and hoping for the best? And it's uh, Hoffenheim versus Union Berlin, correct? Yep, that's right. Okay. It's going to be a really tough – it's going to be, like, a tough match for Hoffenheim. But, I mean, especially since Union Berlin have been a, a really good side this season, at one point they were maintaining a strong position on possibly dethroning Bayern, but that didn't last as long as we had hoped. But, I mean – Strategically, all you'd have to do is make sure you're attacking the goal often. And also, like, if you see an opening, don't be afraid to take it. But also make sure you're being precise with your ball positioning as well. So that way it's not going wide left or wide right or over the woodwork into the moon. Um, But, and then when you see a a little mishap on the attack of Union Berlin, Make sure you hop on it any chance you get and then start setting up that counterattack and just make sure your attack is poised and ready for finding, hopefully finding the back of the net themselves and just really making sure you're very meticulous with everything that you do. Uh, yeah, I think you just kind of have to um, – you have to realize the quality of your squad. There's a lot of quality players there. Um, there are teams in front of them that don't have the quality of depth that that that, that Hoffman have, and they just have to find a way to to get the best out of them. I think um, 
Christopher uh, Baumgartner um, starting hot would be a great start for them. Um, and they, they just have to stay the course. You know, you drop a couple points here. It's, it's tough, but, but they can, as long as they get, they're getting positive results on, for, on, on the most, for, for the most part, I think that's what you kind of use to platform yourself into the, the later stages of, of the season. And especially um, with, with being so competitive, um, you know, as we've seen before, the, the distance between uh, 6th and 12th is, 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 I mean, it's closable. So because this league is so competitive, and I don't care what people say, at least from from the European pace, places down, and this, this year even the top has been competitive, um, the bottom's actually pretty competitive too. So you look at all those attributes and all those things that could contri- contribute to it, I think they just have to stay the course, uh, keep your eye on the ball, uh, figure out what, went, what what worked in the first half of the season, and then kind of evaluate how everything kind of to tip and then kind of highlight the things that, that work well for you and, and try to keep it, keep, keep going and obviously uh, trying to, to utilize the transfer market. It would be also very wise as well. Um, all right. Um, let's go to a club that you uh, are familiar with. Um, um, Glogbach who are currently in eighth Six, uh, six wins, four um, draws, five losses, um, uh, 24, 28 goals, 24 against. Um, they are currently three points out of sixth. Um, let's see. Um, their top score this season is Theron with 10, but he could really could have like 27 for the amount of chances he misses. Um, no disrespect, but he, he misses loads. Um, Jonas Hoffman has also been a big contributor, um, this season and, um, and so on. Uh, but they're, you know, with, with the Daniel Farker coming in, um, it, it does seem to have, uh, gone well. Now it's not perfect. There's still plenty of stuff to improve on. Um, but they are in a, in a European race, um, that they weren't last year and they look like a, they look like a different team last year. They have some of the same issues, um, you know, but, but I think there's enough positive reinforcement from the, the, uh, from the, whatever you want to call it, a Falker football um, that can kind of see them um, being in this, in this race. Uh, I think for them, it's just staying with the other teams around them. So for example, you got Wolfsburg and Bremen and Mainz are probably the three teams you want to worry about. And obviously Dortmund, uh, but they're, they're already in sixth. Um, but from your perspective, what do you, what have you seen from Glogbach on in kind of where do you see this going, um, going into the second half of the season? Well, I has a neutral, uh, well, I would say uh, they're my secondary team. I don't care what anybody has said. I don't care if anybody calls me classic, but they're my secondary team. And, what I've seen from my secondary boys is massive improvements. You are right. They ha- have improved from where they were the last, from where they were la- this time last season. I mean, yes, some of the trouble is that they continue to, they, some, they couldn't hit. What is the term that you like to use? You couldn't hit water outside of a boat or something like that i think i I think i said they couldn't hit water if they fell out of a boat yeah that 
<laughs> Which I buy, stole that from Dodgeball. It's not my saying. It's just something I remember hearing from that movie. So I just recycle it sometimes. Yeah, but that's a good term to use. Um, I mean, there are, they still struggle with that in certain scenarios, but they have improved in that area immensely. Defensively, they've gotten a little bit more aggressive on getting the ball back from the opposition, which has set up those chances for us recently. And in going into, as long as they are work continually improving on being able to work on their ball placement and work on being able to find the back of the net and stuff, they they can achieve this uh, your Europa League spot, which is not out of the question. And do I think they could make it? I actually am optimistic. So, but long as they continue to put in the work and do what is needed to get the job done. Yeah, this, this one's a hard one to kind of dissect because there's there's positives, but I mean. With uh, in regards to the defense comment you just made, they're good defensively, but they're not as good as they were last year. I mean, if if you offered me a back line that that features Matthias Ginter or does not feature Matthias Ginter, I want the one that features Matthias Ginter because we've seen how good he's been at Freiburg. I think the defense is is break breakable, and I think that's the problem. So there's two things that the Gladbach kind of need to happen for them to realistically um, kind of challenge for those, um, for those spots. I, I think they'll challenge for, for those to get them. Number one, Marcus Thurman's goals have to, he has to score more chances. Now every inter fan in the world wants to sign him. And my one morning label I've told to all of them is he misses a lot of chances. Now he's very talented. He's a, he's a raw talent with a lot of potential. And he's, he's been absolutely fantastic this first half of the season. But if you look at the amount of chances, the amount of goals he could potentially have that he does not, um, that's a warning sign because they're going to need to score at a high level for um, uh, for a lot for a lot of these these scenarios. Now you look at the teams around. Okay, Wolfsburg, Werder Brennan, um, Mainz. Right. Uh, if you look at midfield, who is a better midfield, Wolfsburg or, or Gladbach? Wolfsburg. All right. If you look at uh, Brent, who's the better attack, um, uh, Brennan or, or Glockbach? Brennan. Right. Now, who has? Let's see. Mines. Uh, who is a who? Who? I phrase this. Who who performs at a higher level in the big games? Mines or Glockbach? Mines. You see the problem? Like they have all the pieces there. They can do these things. But it's the three teams around them all have attributes in those areas that they don't have. Now, do, do, do these three teams have a point against Bayern Munich? No. But as we remember, Sommer saved the Titanic from sinking in that game. Um, For, uh, so all the time, that, though. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. And, and again, if it's not for the brilliance of Leroy Sané, that's three points instead of one. But if you look at the, the context of that game, they did not play that well other than the one chance that they had. They scored on their only chance. Now, that's not happening most of the time. When they go up to other – when there's less, I guess, less intimidating teams, they don't get the same type of results. Um, 
again, I don't want to bring this up again, but Bremen went to Glogbach and, and pulled their pants down. <laughs> it was ugly. It was, it, and again, you know, you probably have the best goalkeeper out of this, but the difference between, and again, they're a better team this year because of, because the, the development of, of the attacking phase, but they're not better defensively. And the reason they're not better defensively is because that boy, Matthias Ginter, is not in Glogbach. He is somewhere, he's in Freiburg now. But when he was in Glogbach, he controlled the defense and made the other parts of the team were not sort of complete in that sense. So he kept things afloat. Um, now, and even though you, Stormer is probably the best goalkeeper of those combining uh, teams surrounding uh, the Glogbach situation, um, the, the defense just isn't at, at, at the same level as it was last year. Um, the midfield, the midfield with them in Wolfsburg, Wolfsburg is probably a little better, but they're close. And in the attack, they missed too many chances. So they need to defend better and, and not throw away chances. Now, it's much improvement to last year, but we've seen them throw it away. Union Berlin, they got popped by Union Berlin, I think, two or three weeks before the World Cup break. Uh, again, don't, I don't want to throw your boy under the bus, but, but uh, Thurman had a chance to kill the game. He couldn't. And then what happened? Uh, um, Union Berlin come off a corner. They score. They get the equalizer. And then in the last possible minute of the game, they, they score at the back post off a corner kick. So that's, that's three points instead of zero. So I think those are the, um, those are the, the key things we kind of need to see from Glogbach if they're going to make that push. Now, because they're not a team that has a, a big superstar other than potentially uh, Thurman and, and, and um, uh, what's his name, uh, uh, Hoffman, who, are, who, are, who are, are good players, but they're not the type of players that you throw into a big game and they deliver all the time. So that's where that would be where my level of concern is. But on the good part of the thing, they're making they're scoring more goals than than usual. Um, I think they're better in front of goal. They still need improvement. I think their their fullbacks are very explosive, but don't don't give too much defensively. I think they they're not a liability like some are. Um, I think what they have on both sides is very very dangerous. It's just uh, they they don't quite have everything they need to re- to go for. And now they will go for that race, and they will. They'll, they'll, they'll push themselves into those positions. Um, and it's also like dropping points against uh, Hertha Berlin, for example, um, isn't going gonna, isn't gonna to do it, and as, as well as some other things. Uh, making them work too much against Stuttgart, a game they should have handed more easily. There's plenty of things to be happy about, but there are levels of, of concern. Um, what, what are your thoughts on all that? I'm just going to say I 100% agree there is certain – games that they could have handled with way more finesse and, and stuff, but like I said, right now, take the positives and figure out what's working and then just continue to work on the things that are kind of lackluster at the moment. Okay, um, let's go down to 16th and with Stuttgart. Um, three wins, five draws, seven losses. Uh, if they scored 18, they've conceded 27, they have 14 points. They are on the precipice of of something momentous. No, actually they're not. <laughs> they're on the precipice of, of oh, being relegated. <laughs> Mr. Sarcasm right here. No, I just, I, I feel, 
Every time I use that word, I want to. It it just doesn't feel like the precipice of disaster. Doesn't sound the same. Um, they're obviously they're in they're in sixteenth. Uh, again, sixteenth gives them a puncher's chance against. Uh, uh, I believe Darmstrad is top of Bundesliga too, but I'm not sure. That gives them a chance against one of these teams and in, the, in the, that wins uh, or that comes third in, in Bundesliga too. Um, uh, Augsburg is 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 short or or just a point ahead. And Hertha Berlin is on the same amount, but they have a better goal difference. Um, now, uh, uh, Stuttgart has, has made some errors here. They got rid of uh, the Austrian hitman, six foot seven, uh, Kalajic, who went to Wolves. They got rid of their best midfielder, who went to Nottingham Forest, who was the, one of their 107 signings of the summer. Um, They've they have the qualities. They had a lot of positive reinforcement with some of the players. Now, I, I like Tiago Tomas a lot, um, but I, I don't think it's fair for for them to rely on him constantly. Um, they recently sacked their manager since the sacking of the manager. So, uh, sorry, um, uh, Stuttgart has looked much sharper, much stronger more disciplined they don't make as many mistakes they're getting more points um so i think because of the 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 momentum they're feeling off of the off the 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 manager at Stuttgart, i think it gives them a little bit of confidence and there's there's reasons to be optimistic about their chance to survive um but they're they're still in a in a tug of war in a situation where they are going to feel against it um but because it's so tight at the bottom it's about opportunities and taking advantage of those opportunities. So it's going to, it's going to come down to, it's not even going to come down to the big games. It's going to come down to the games with the other teams in the general area, because winning those games, I think will be the most important of all. Um, I do think they will survive personally. Um, but I think it's, it's going to come down to the smallest of details. Um, Maybe it's it's part of my uh, uh, romanticism about about their 20, 2011. Um, it was not twenty eleven. I forgot what year it was when they won the uh, when the Bundesliga uh, in the. I, I forgot when it was. Not not before Bayern Munich. I should say that before Dortmund uh, won back to back with Klopp. But they have a Bundesliga title um, in the last 15, 20 years, whatever the case may be. So because of that, maybe I'm romanticizing over that and I, I want them in the league, which is true. But I, I just I, I think they have they got they switched the manager at the right time. They started playing well. Now, that doesn't mean they're going to win every game, but if they can win the games that they need to win. And I'm not saying they're not expected to go to Munich and beat Bayern Munich. That's what I'm asking. All I'm asking them to do is in in the in those situations, we're playing against other teams in the bottom half of the table, get the points. Uh, and try to get as many points as possible against the big teams. Now that's going to be that's going to be hard. That's going to be difficult, um, just because they don't have the individuals or the transfer uh, uh, budget this this window to do anything spectacular. But they do have Tiago Tomas, who I like, who is capable of of being that guy for them. But um, there's just I think there's a missing they're missing pieces. But again, with the new manager coming in and the way they played since, if they can continue to play that way, I think they have a chance to survive. But but it's going to be it's they're still going to be up against it because it's going to be tough at the bottom. Um, anyway, uh, that's that's my perspective on Shukar. What's uh, what say you? 
I agree. It's going to be very difficult for them. I mean, they there is a possibility that they are able to survive uh, coming down to the middle school details, as you just stated. Uh, it just depends on which team wants to – it's either Stomsgard, you said? Wait, sorry, say that again? This, I'm talking about Stuttgart. Stomsgard yeah, plays Springer. <laughs> yeah, Stuttgart is like the one that they would go up against if they end up in the playoffs. Okay, so uh, actually, uh, I mean, look, I have a computer in front of me, so I'm going to actually check. Now, it doesn't mean that this is going to be the matchup. Oh, I was right. <laughs> look at that. Uh, right now, the, the bottom, the top three in Bundesliga 2 is D- Darmstrott, um, who is on top. Um, Hamburg is shortly behind. Um, and then Hedeheim. Is, is shortly behind that. Um, so it could be any of those three. Now, if they finish in 16th, I'll be honest, Darmstrad is playing really good this year um, when I've seen them. So maybe Darmstrad would, would beat them, but I think they would still have a decent shot in the playoff. But but as you know, as just so you know, the okay, so the bottom three is Schalke, Bochum, Stuttgart, Stuttgart is 14. Hertha has uh, Hertha has fourteen. Osberg has fifteen. Cologne has seventeen. Leverkusen is eighteen, but we know um, that uh, Verts just came back and in a preseason game went through three dudes and stuck in the back of the net. So I don't think they're going to be at the bottom of the table for ve- for very much longer. So it's basically Hertha and Cologne uh, as the two teams that they they need to outduel. But obviously, it, it, and it depends if they get into that spot and they end up in that space. And up third to the bottom, they'll have to play one of those two. Sorry, one of those three Bundesliga team, two teams I just mentioned. Yeah, but you know, I think it will stay up depending on who they get from Bundesliga two to compete against in the playoffs. Um, but overall, they've been just they've had moments of brilliance, but it just hasn't been good enough to like see them stay clear of the relegation zone or the relegation playoffs. Um, but they have been performing decent when they have a good day. Um, like I said, they just need to – for them, there's a couple of issues. Obviously, their attack and their defense and their midfield, it's, they're struggling in, across the board. But if they focus on, like, maybe one area to improve, I would say focus on the defense so you're not conceding as many goals. So I would try to work on like working on strengthening that defense when possible, and then if there's still room, then obviously the next key area focus on the attack and work on that ball position. As I said, the ball positioning, making sure it's being more controlled with like the ball placement, etc. Yeah, so that's something definitely. Um, just so you know, and again, first a small window of. Of, of data for you to go off of. Their defense is actually something I love, like a lot. They got a, a pair of samurai swords back there with um, big uh, J- 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 Japanese internationals with um, my favorite center back pair in the world, just because of names, Endo and Ito. Um, very good players. Um, they also have um, another name I love, um, Marva Pranos. Sorry, Marva Pranos. <laughs> who's a Greek defender who's also very good. So their, their three center backs are good. 
Um, but they need, I agree with what you're saying though. I think they need to get to that next level. They need to play at the, their absolute best if they're going to, um, if they're going to stay up and if they're going to return to the, the big, uh, the big show next season as well. So, so no, I, I agree with you. I think de- defense is going to be essential, but I think they need to be scoring some more goals as well. And hopefully Tiago Tomas can do that, but hopefully even more, hopefully, hopefully some other pieces will, will chip in and be able to help them out a little bit too. Um, Silias, who hasn't really been the same since, uh, since his suspension, I hope he gets going. Tanga Kulabali is very explosive on the left side, and I like Amado, who's a 20-year-old midfielder that that that's had a very fairly good season um, as well. So, yeah, well, I hope for them. I hope the best for them, and and hopefully they don't they don't get get dropped down. I'm just gonna start going order because otherwise I'm gonna be too, too confused. Um, in 15th, you have Hertha Berlin, three wins, five draws, seven losses. Uh, 19 goals, 22 against, 14 points. Um, a team I've described as the worst team in the Bundesliga, potentially the worst B- Bundesliga team in history. <laughs> That's what I said in the summer because they are awful all the way across the board. And then um, Luca Bacchio, now they're miles. And I mean like uh, airplane, a 24-hour flight to China and back. Oh, better than I thought they were going to be. Very interesting. Because <laughs> no, I literally said I, I remember doing the Bundesliga show with Ryan after the first week of the season, and I said to him, "I don't understand. I don't see where they would get points from." <laughs> like I, I contemplated the fact that they would, they would, they would be winless for the first ten weeks of the season. That's how bad they are because they have one guy who can score. Actually, two. There's a few guys that are, that are pr- pretty decent. Uh, uh, Jovetic, who used to actually play for Inter back in the day. Um, is decent, and I, Luca Bacchio is a good player. And I thought, I and the reason I said that is because I thought Luca Bacchio was not going to be there by January. I thought he was going to leave as soon as possible. That does not seem to be um, the case. Um, but they've been a little better than I thought. They got they got a couple of of draws here and there. They only have three wins, but it's not terrible. Fourteen points out of you know, considering how bad they are, I actually am really surprised that they're not. They're not awful, and the, but the reason I thought they were going to really suck is because they lost Nicholas Stark, who was their best defender, and I was worried about their defense. And again, their defense is a problem; it is not great. Um, but they're they're doing a lot better than I thought. They got point off Glogbach, they got a point off Frankfurt, so they're and those are two teams in European races. So they're they're miles better than than uh, they should be. But I also think that they're one of those teams likely to be get dropped. Uh, the I guess the momentum of the season is, is eventually going to get to them, and they're going to they're going to go to some places um, that are going to be difficult to play in. And I think they're ultimately going to struggle and come up short in in the biggest moments. But I think, considering wh- what I thought about them going into the season, I think it's uh, they're my, they're a lot lot they're a lot better than I thought they'd be. But are they good? No. Are they good enough to survive? Yes. Will they survive? Uh, well, we don't know. Anyway, that's just me. What say you? Yeah, I think they're going to struggle. Especially, obviously, they struggle in the big, like big ma- matches. Um, they and um, uh, I think I might have an answer to the one question: where are their goals coming from? Yeah, I don't so. know. It, it it's probably coming from the same tree that Barcelona gets money for. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, boy. I, uh, that was the best. 
say we're jokes at night. It's gonna be jokes oh. on us when they win La Liga. Sorry, they're just they're they're doing well and it's annoying me. Anyway, continue. But yeah, I mean, they're just struggling from top across the board. They have key moments here and there, but it's just not good enough. And depending on how things go, they'll they're also in the threat of being in the relegation playoffs, depending on how the situation goes. Um, but they've just been lackluster across the board. Yeah, uh, I don't really have much more to add. Um, I actually think some of those teams in the in Bundesliga too would have a shot at beating them, um, where I don't think they they could beat Stuttgart. Maybe maybe Darmstadt, but that's it. Um, all right, um, Augsburg um, is in 14th with 15 points, just one point above relegation zone. Um, now Augsburg actually has some pretty decent players. Um, uh, I thought they'd be a lot better than they are. Uh, Daniel Calajuri, aka we're Italian. He's not Italian enough for us. Um, <laughs> uh, but but I'm sorry, I just have to. I, I it just bothers me that he doesn't have one one cap, and he's been he's been a, a guy in the in the Bundesliga for a long time. He's 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 a veteran presence you need in big moments, which is why I would say Osberg have a pretty decent chance of not going down. Um, but their their output in front of goal is not good enough. Defensively, they're not good enough. Um, I like the yeah. This is this is my problem with Osberg. I love the midfield. I think the midfield has a lot of players that can get the ball into a striker. The problem is they don't have guys who can score goals in front of goal. So the midfield being creative is is pointless. It's like having Kevin De Bruyne, uh, Barella, and uh, I don't know. Uh, David Silva in midfield and I'm up front. <laughs> that's going to be a problem because if I can't, I'm not going to be able to score goals in the, uh, at the top level, but that's a big problem. And no disrespect to the strikers they have. They're not doing well enough. They're not scoring often enough. And I think that's a big problem. Now, the reason I think they also survive is as we know, there are, there have been a few goalkeepers that have saved the Titanic from sinking this season in the Bundesliga. There's, there's a few of them that, that have done this and who have put together some unbelievable performances, but there's only one person this in this Bundesliga season so far that I would describe saving the Titanic um, more than once. And that is uh, the goalkeeper at Osberg, who's been absolutely spectacular this season. I think he is the uh, team this season goalkeeper. In my opinion, uh, I think he keeps them in games. And I think, I think he gets them an extra eight points that they wouldn't have. So I think that's the biggest thing for me is I think he can get points in games they shouldn't. And because of his individual uh, attributes and abilities, I think they're, they will survive just based on the fact that Osberg will have a, an advantage in close games because of who's in goal. But that's just me. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about who again? Osberg. Yeah, they've been doing okay a little bit. Still struggle – in like big matchups, but that's to be expected. Um, but overall, they're having an okay season. Could be a little bit better, but it is what it is. Okay, now we go to thirteenth, and I hate having to do this because they're such a good team, and I I just I am perplexed how they're here. Um, so we got Cologne in uh, seven, sorry, thirteenth with seventeen points, four wins, five. Draw six losses. They've scored twenty nine. They've sorry. They scored twenty one. Conceded twenty nine. I don't understand this at all because they have a good team. Now they lost their striker, 
um, who went to Dortmund, who has done nothing at Dortmund, <laughs> ironically. Um, but I think they have they have enough pieces there to be better. And I, I just don't feel comfortable with them within distance of relegation. Um, I love Cologne because of the the historical impact, and I love the fact uh, that um, uh, they have that uh, goat who's it's, it's a big thing because it's it's the Cologne Carnival, which is what they're famous for. That's why the the, the, the you know they have that sort of history with the club, and and I think it's just a fun team to have around. Um, now it's it's difficult because they lost a, a key piece. This is a team that finished, I think, seventh last season. They are in the Europa League, if I'm not mistaken, or they were in the Europa League. I think they got knocked out. But but there's still enough quality here for them not to be in this situation. Um, but the higher we go up in the table, the more difficult it becomes because of the other teams that have been struggling this season um, amongst the rest and uh, and so on. And uh, so it's I think uh, it's a hard one because I don't think they have any real, real – problems i mean they're conceding way more than they did last year they're not they're scoring but i don't i don't think 21 goals for a team on cologne's budget is bad at all um i think they have it in them to to survive i i just uh i i for whatever reason they're struggling this season more so than usual um and maybe it's the the um anthony modest uh departing but but they they've looked good in some they've looked really good in some games they beat uh, they got a draw against leipzig so you have to look at all contests of the situation. And I, I don't know what the answer is or what the solution is because I think they have a good team. And when I watch them play, my thought is, Oh dang, Cologne looks good today. But then I look at the table and I see them a little all the way down there. So I, the, what I'm, what I'm watching and what I'm seeing on the table, don't really um, back each other up, which is a weird thing. So yeah, Cologne is, is having a, a difficult season though. And I, but because I, I think they play really well together, they just don't get results. I think because of that, you're gonna you're gonna look up the table and you're gonna figure something out. But but I, I do think they'll figure it out. But I, I I don't really have an explanation for why they're they've not been so good this season. Yeah, I absolutely one hundred percent agree. Like they're ha- they're struggling, but they're not doing terrible at all either. Especially with how good of a team that they do have, they have all the pieces there. But when you go look higher up in the table and you see the teams that they're going up against, it's just hard to keep up with those teams. But I don't. You're right. I really don't know the like key source of why they're struggling as much as they have been, especially what we've been seeing from them on the pitch. Like they perform very well, but there is some key issues here and there that they usually tend to resolve fairly quickly. Because this is a, like a really good tactical and strategic team that knows, like, oh, okay, we made a mistake here. Let's fix it for this match and try something different. And if that works, then we'll stick with what we're doing unless the team we're going up against may have a different strategy that we may have to change things up a bit, a little bit more again for that particular match. But it's, you're right. From what we're seeing from them on the pitch every week to comparing it to the table. It just, it just baffles me of why they're in such the position they're in. Yeah, agreed. Uh, I forgot. Uh, we got to go back to, um, to the bottom of the table. I forgot the, uh, Bolcom. Um, so we'll just do Bolcom really quickly. Um, 
if you think of the most unlucky thing that could happen to you, Bochum's first three games was exactly that. They lose to, to um, uh, I think it was Mainz at the de- – uh, not at the death, but close to the death, um, 70, 70-ish minutes. They, that's how they lose their first game after after I think that, that was a two one loss. It might have been one. Yep. Well, okay, so so they they come back late and and they lose. Then they go two nil up against Hoffenheim, and within five minutes it's two two. They go into halftime it's two two, and then Hoffenheim wins wins at the death. So lost again. <laughs> then they had to play Bayern Munich at home. Bayern Munich lit a fire in Cologne. They took them to the shed with seven. And then they stopped. They just couldn't get results. It was demoralizing to have those first three games. Then they just start collapsing and can't get a point here. They they got a point this season um, uh, not that long ago where they didn't have a shot on goal. And the only reason they, they didn't lose is because their opponent had a known goal. <laughs> um, then for every, whatever reason, they got, they got fired. I think they, they're up to four wins. And considering how they started the season, I think it's been – it's been very impressive. Or there's just a point up below. Res- they're just one point from safety or two points from safety. They beat Union Berlin. Um, they beat Glogbach. I'm sorry, I had to mention it. All of these these teams at the bottom of bottom three of the table all have points against Glogbach, which I think is just mental. Um, but um, they're getting results, and they they've continued to do so. Uh, they've gotten points uh, mostly from victories. But now they're they're only a few points from from safety, and I think I actually like the momentum they're driving with, and I think they have a good chance of surviving. Um, I think it's possible that they could go down. I think they're very much, but they're very much in the the race of of safety. I like some of the players that they have. I think they have enough to potentially survive. Um, I thought they were dead in the water, but they 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 found a little bit of life here, um, and and I think they have a decent chance of of uh, of keeping them themselves afloat at the end of the season. Yeah, I definitely want 100 There's really not much to add with the exception of, yeah, Gladbach, what is it with you in relegation side getting the best of you? What's the actual... I think the only team that you haven't, uh, haven't uh, dropped against is Schalke. Wow. You, you, you dropped to Volcom, you dropped to Stuttgart, you dropped... or. I think Stuttgart might have beat you, actually. Bochum beat you. Stuttgart beat you. Uh, Hertha Berlin, I think, got a point off of you. And I think Osberg got a point off you, too. <laughs> but, I mean, most of the other results are pretty good, except the bottom. Of the t- it's You know, some teams are weird like that. But anyways. All right. Um, so, um, 12th, we got Leverkusen, 18 points. Started the start of the season horrible with no with no wins in their opening four games. Do uh, – uh, uh, they they sacked their manager. Xavi Alonso came in. They beat they 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 uh, decapitated Schalke. Um, they they did well in the the Champions League, and then you know slow uh, you know slowly it was kind of being inconsistent. They got beat a bunch of times as well. They they've been an up and down carousel. Um, but um, I actually think Gladbach are about sorry not Gladbach, um, Leverkusen are about to go nuts. Florian Verts um, just came back from injury. Now we can. T- I've, t- I've, s- I've spoken about this before, but um, Jamal Musiala is the best youngster in the game. The only person you could possibly argue against him is Verts. 
at his best. And people forgot how good Vertz is when he's cooking. He is the man of the hour. He's man of the minute. He's man of the moment last season. He was he was better than Jamal last season. So, uh, mm, pe- pe- what's that? You said when he's cooking the man of the menu. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, anyway, so I, I think he's one of the best. I think Pedri, Pedri's in that conversation maybe against Jamal, but I think that's it. Now, Jude Bellingham, you're my friend. I love you. The English fans need to chill the fuck out, though. Um, I, I think – I have to say this because people think I don't like Bellingham. I love Bellingham. I think he's fantastic. I just don't – I think he belongs in the uh, Kamavinga um, uh, conversation, and Kamavinga's a baller, um, rather than the Jamal uh, – Worst conversation. I think that's a fair conversation. I think Pedri Verts Musa all is a conversation. I, I think there's a there's just a little level below where you, you're looking at like um, you're looking at Kamavinga um, and and Bellingham and if, if uh, and you know that that crew. I, there's other names as well you could put in there as well, but but uh, I think that's the real conversation here. Uh, rather than the other one, but I I love Jude because anytime I say it's Jamal and Verts only, people get mad at me, but it's okay. Um, anyway, uh, Leverkusen uh, Schick hasn't really got going this season. I don't know if he fits Xabi Alonso the football, but you have you have good midfield, you have good contributions in a lot of areas. You're a very good team on paper. You should be in the top three or four this season. You're not. I think that the because when Verts comes back, things are going to open up for them. I think it opens up many possibilities for so many different teams or so many different options for that team uh, because all the all the, the success we've seen from individuals last year that are struggling are struggling because um, Florian Verts is not there to um, uh, service them. And I think when he comes back, and if that video is anything to come by, I think Verts is, is about to uh, – I think he's going to be on a mission, and I think – I think these guys are going to skyrocket up the table, and I think I wouldn't be surprised if they end up in a European um, European competition or a European race by the end of the season. I think I think they're about to go off. Now they might not go off, and they might continue to be cr- a crap. But I do think that they're, if, any, if any team you want to look at, keep your eye on for the second half of the season. I think Leverkusen is going to be serious uh, business. Uh, I think they've been bad. But they've been bad because they lack what they what has made them successful, and that that guy is, is about to walk back in the building and put on a show. And I think they still have to work in the defense. The defense has been bad. Um, there've been some. There's been some inconsistent performances, even when they played well, stuff like that. But but I think with Verts back in the building, I think they're going to be uh, they're going to be on a mission in the second half of the season. I think they're going to skyrocket the table, skyrocket up the table. Yeah, I. 100% feel like that's going to be the case because when work gets like fired up, he is unstoppable. And obviously, without the his presence, Leverkusen have really struggled, and it shows where they are currently in the table. When we're usually used to seeing them a little bit higher up in the table during at this point in the season. But obviously, Wurtz got injured, so it was kind of difficult for them to maintain that credibility that we're used to seeing. But once Wurtz gets back, I think it's they're going to skyrocket. Because this is a team that when they have Wurtz, they're not going to like say, oh, we're not going to perform well. No, this team like gets kicked up a notch. 
because I think work provides that like something extra where he has those like that has we I haven't used this term in a while the lion mindset he always is out for the next big hunt and when he comes to hunt he don't play and if his teammates aren't falling in line with his agenda he will say hey we need you guys need to step it up a notch because if I'm wanting to be successful so should you so I think once they he gets back and really gets reacclimated to the team he I think this team is going to just get better has in the second half of the season yeah his when he when he's in the motion and he um his vision is crazy it's insane it's really insane it's like he sees the field that we all see but it like his eyes I don't know what happens he, his his mind opens up and he sees all these possibilities. And I think that's the most dangerous part of his game is his passing. And again, I love Jamal Musiala. And the, when he gets cooking, you'll see exactly why it's a debate. Um, but I think his passing ability is unbelievable. He, it's almost, and I think it's, it's harsh putting him in the same sentence as this guy, but uh, you know uh, Joshua Kimmich at Bayern, right? Mm-hmm. You know how he yep. can pin balls from his own box to the opposing box? That's yep. the type of potential he has with his his vision and passing ability. So I think that's what opens up. He does. He can score goals. He can score some worldies. But I don't think he needs to. the The, the influence of his passing into Leverkusen is going to make things simpler for Javi Alonso, and I want Javi Alonso to smash it in Germany. So I really think that he's going to use him in a, in a very effective way that will allow his team to, to improve. All right, um, Mainz, um, or I. <laughs> Or as I like to call them, we only win uh, games in the last two minutes. Um, I think they have, of all of their five wins, I think four of them have been late-minute goals. Um, uh, there are 19 points, uh, five, uh, five wins, four, uh, four draws, six losses. Um, they're a bit inconsistent at times. Um, they always can find a, a late, uh, a little bit of magic in the end. Um, and I, I do think uh, Mainz are, are the um, are, are team that could – could push further. Um, they have they have good enough pieces around to do some stuff, and I think they're they're always a team that's underestimated, and they're able to pull out uh, victories out of nothing. Sometimes um, it, it's never over when you're playing against that team, and and I like what I've seen from them. I'm, I kind of think, and this might be I don't know whatever you want to say, but but I think it's going to be exactly the same. I think they're going to be more or less the same. I think they'll they'll be a little bit better um, in front of goal. I think they'll score more. I think, but. I do think that they're they're kind of going to have the same first half season and the second half of the season. I I don't see them. They're in they're in um, tenth. I think they could finish maybe one or two spots higher, uh, and potentially one spot lower. But I think roughly where they are is roughly where they'll, where they'll they're going to stay. I think they'll have a very similar um, uh, second half as they did first time around. Yeah, I definitely can see that happening. I think they're going to just, like, get the ball rolling and just become even more deadly as the season progresses. All right. Well, I, well I'm just going to run through a few of them until we get to the the, the real teams. Actually, it's only one team I have to run through. Uh, but but we'll, we're near the end here. Um, Wolfsburg, obviously, the uh, again, totally a very different um, uh, first half of the first half, basically. So the first part of the season was really difficult for them. They couldn't score goals. They couldn't concede. I mean, they, they defended really well, so they get points here and there, but they didn't really put together a performance uh, 
of something, and it seemed to be getting worse and worse and worse. They lost to Union Berlin, and it was all everything was going off off the off the rocker. Then they started picking up some momentum. They got they got some results here and there. They beat Dortmund um, right before um, right before the break. They picked up another couple victories here. Um, they're looking pretty good where they are right now. They are just one two points from sixth. Um, again, a little too many draws for five draws six four six five four. Um, but I think they're doing pretty well. I think they they caught fire at the right time. Um, I think uh, Nicholas Kolbach has finally kind of figured his team out, and they don't have the biggest brand name type of players. Or oh, I need to buy that guy. But they have they have a good mix of players, um, and I think they're they've got a good mix of young guys too. Um, and um, obviously, the Nikaya uh, brothers are are coming on strong this second half of the season as well. Um, and I think uh, our buddy from our old buddy from Bologna, Svanberg's been good. I think they have they don't have a I, I guess an all in out. Uh, uh, this guy's going to give me X amount of goals in the attack, but I think they're, they're only going to uh, breathe confidence as it goes on. Now they have to go and play Freiburg first game out, which is terrible. But I think as long as they, as long as they put together performances, as long as they, as long as they fight, I think they'll. What they want is to be in a, a European race. They don't need to qualify necessarily, but they want to be in the. They want to be part of the battle, and I think. They learned their mistakes from the first half of the season. Now they're still there to make those mistakes, but I think they're they're kind of uh, and, and we don't know how the everything's going to go second half of the season after the big break. But I did like what I saw from them as of late, and I think they can continue to push forward. Um, they could slide some spots down, but I, I I do think that Wolfsburg will comfortably finish in the top ten, and that's a huge improvement for the relegation uh, scare from last season. Yeah, I 100% agree. They're going to do this team kind of Wolfsburg kind of started off a little bit rocky in the beginning, but really caught fire when it mattered the most. And I do believe that they could finish within the top 10 as long as they keep that momentum going and they don't lose sight of that vision. Yeah, it's, it's a tough one, though, because Bremen's in 9 for 21, then Glockbach has 22. Wolfsburg has 23 and Dortmund has 25. <laughs> so those four teams are going to finish in a row. I just don't know what order. I mean, the wild card is already Leverkusen getting, getting hot, but, but those, those four teams will be around each other all the way through. All right, uh, Dortmund, um, first thing first, Sebastian Haller has, um, has been cleared by doctors after his medical issue. Um, he, has, um, he looks like Sebastian Haller again, not a, not a cancer patient. Um, he played, I think, uh, 15 minutes in the preseason game uh, yesterday, the day before. Um, I hope we see the best version of Sebastian Haller because if we see the best version of Sebastian Haller, Dortmund are a completely different type of operation. Now, let's just keep it real. Dortmund have been um, hot and cold. They have had some good performances, but it's, it's, it's not been great. It's not been ideal. We can talk about Werner Brennan overturning them by two goals or, you know, the way they came back uh, from the 89th minute, 90th minute, 93rd minute. I mean, it's just it's just uh, chaotic. They lost to Union Berlin. They did beat Frankfurt, but they're pretty lucky in that game. They had a lot of bad performances throughout um, and they don't really have an identity as, as well. They have six losses this season. 
For example, that's more than Wolfsburg. That's more than Glogbach. That's the same amount as Brennan, Mainz, Cologne. Um, and they have only one less loss than Hertha Berlin and Stuttgart. So, now, granted, they have eight wins, but there's, they're not getting points. They're either winning or losing, and, and that can be difficult. I, I just think they, they, they are what they are. Dortmund are always the ones who are going to give us hope and then, and then throw it away against the bottom of the league. Um, now, they have, they have the quality. They have the ability to, to do some stuff. They have some great players. But I told them in the summer, built around Julian Brandt. They decided not to do so. And voila, we see the result of it on, on the pitch. And we see the results of it um, on the table. Um, I don't love the coach. I know he, used to, he's, he was a Dortmund legend. Um, and he, he won them the uh, German Cup a few years ago as an interim boss. I think they have too many issues. I like Nikola Schlatter back in defense. I think defense, defensively outside of him, they're not that great. And if it wasn't for Kubel, who's in goal, um, your Swiss brother, um, I think you're looking at a, a difficult defense. Uh, they, 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 they don't have, again, they don't have that goal scoring touch and run goal, at least not consistently enough. Hopefully Holler changes that. But, but if you look at the teams in this area, I don't have a lot of faith that Dorman um, are going to go out and go nuts. I do think they could finish in the top four, uh, but I, I, I think that the, some of the other teams in this part of the table are just better than them, and they're going to fall short in, in these types of moments. But I, there's obviously still a possibility they could do some great things. Second half of the season, Holler could get back on track and, and score, start scoring goals immediately. Um, but I've been very disappointed from, from them this season. I remember when people at the summer were saying, oh, Dortmund's going to throw Bayern, and then they've played the way they have, I think um, – uh, Dortmund, I, I gave up on being uh, this guy who thinks Dortmund are going to do th- great things a long time ago. I think they disappointed us on so many occasions, and they haven't been that great. But I do hope that Sebastian Hall gets them going again because a team like Dortmund should be doing better than they are. Yeah, 100%. I mean, this team was always hyped to dethrone Bayern, but they've let us down time and time again. And coming into this season, obviously the hype was still there, but with just Erling Holland leaving and just a lot of things, and then Holler going through his medical situation, which he was like their next in command in regards to the attack. Um, they just been lackluster across the board. There were times where they had a – Lee, the performances in the beginning were just very, very sloppy. Yeah, they would get the results, but it just wasn't beautiful football that we have seen from them. And in the second half of the season, they could come back from this with Holler coming, making his presence felt on the pitch again. But if that's if he's able to get like back into the swing of things and just perform at the level we have seen from him. But if that, if not. I think they're going to still get the results, but they're just not going to be at the level we have seen from them in the past. Yeah, I think Holler can get right on target, but I think it's too late as far as fulfilling what they were expected to do. If Holler was there from the beginning, I think maybe we're looking at a different Dortmund. Uh, but remember, this is this weird thing at the beginning of the season. They play like crap and won, and then they started playing like crap and losing. And then they started playing like crap and draw. Like They just don't put – they don't haven't put together a very – put together very few great performances, and I think that's the problem with Dortmund. And, uh, again, I hope they kind of turn it on, but it's been a difficult season for them, no doubt. All right. 
Now, the darlings of this Bundesliga season that just come just came back down from earth, I think. Uh, we saw them get ru- ran through by Freiburg in a very embarrassing way. Um, but Union Berlin, who've been unbelievable at this at the start of the season, I think no one thought they were going to get the finish in the top uh, four or five, whatever. I think I picked them to finish sixth. Um, they lost their best two players from the last, two, last year and a half, last two seasons, whatever you want to say. Um, and they, they got performance after performance after performance. They were leading the charge. They got a point against Bayern. They were top of the league for, for a month. They were doing their thing. They were getting some good results here and there. And then they kind of started to fall apart. Now, they are currently outside of the top four, but they are very much within their right to go. And uh, they're only down in fifth because of goal difference, um, because Frankfurt have a higher goal difference than, than them. But they defend well. They score, they score enough. Um, they don't need to, to to score a whole bunch of goals, and they've done really well. But I do feel that they're going to wake up to reality. They'll slide down the table. And when I mean slide, I mean like maybe the sixth or fifth. Um, I don't think they're – after all that, I really – I don't think they'll make the top four. Um, actually, I, I, I don't know. It, it's, it's up in the air because it's so close. But but I do like a lot of what Boy Union Berlin has done this season. I think this will be one of their – more memorable seasons in, in recent history. Um, but I, I do think the teams ahead of them are just that, a little bit more are, are more stronger or more powerful, have better players. And I think that's that's going to be the big difference. But if they go out and finish third or something, I think that would be unbelievably a beautiful story. But I, I just think that they're going to be um, stopped um, and they'll, they'll fail to do so. But I do think there's still a way they could finish fourth. But I think if you just look at the teams already ahead of them, it's they got they got ballers and they got guys who are unbelievable. And Union Berlin has that too, but I do think they're they're going to struggle to keep pace for the whole second half of the season with these with these monsters. I will disagree with you. I think they'll do what is needed to finish within the top four. It will, I will admit though, it will be difficult, especially with what you just stated right there. But I mean, I just think that the intensity that they've had has really helped them this season, especially with how good they started. But obviously then you still saw them slowly dip down to the table, but I think they have what it takes to be able to finish it at least in the top four. If it's, if they reach the top three, it'd be a miraculous like story. But I mean, the top four is at least doable for them at this point. I respect that. I respect that. We don't always have to agree. So I like that you said that. Um, just out of interest, which who's 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 being pulled down uh, again? Okay, so I think this is going to be kind of the race for for Champions League and pretty much all the European spots, other than seventh, who I think is Conference League, but I'm not I'm not certain. Uh, for, we're going to assume Bayern's not being dragged out of the top four. So Freiburg, Leipzig, Frankfurt. Of those three teams, which one do you think is the most likely? Uh, to which one do you think Union Berlin will finish ahead, uh, to drag to outside of the top four? Realistic, I think Frankfurt would be the best choice for dragging them down. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I, I think uh, the other three, I don't think it's possible. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm just being real. I think it's impossible that any of those, th- those three are not finishing the top three. I think it's, I think it's, I just think it's unlikely. It's just me. <laughs> Um, all right, so we're we're now we're um, speaking of Frankfurt, who are currently fourth place, eight, three, and four. 
Um, 27 points, uh, 32 goals a season. They are the number two highest-scoring team in the league. Um, Oliver Glasner won the Europa League with them last year. They've been absolutely ridiculous this season. They got Kulo Mane on loan. Uh, sorry, not on loan. On a on a, a short deal. Uh, sorry, on a cheap deal. Um, he goes out and has been absolutely fen- phenomenal. He is in that conversation with the likes of Musiala and Cuckoo. Uh, Baumgartner, and and I think he's one of those guys in that MVP conversation if we're talking about it. Now, I think realistically, it's it's between Nkuku and Musiala. I think we all know that, but he there's he can he's still part of that conversation, and he's been fantastic. Mario Goza comes back to the Bundesliga and looks like he he was like like he was the first time he was at Dortmund. Uh, I think that's been a really good acquisition for for Oliver Glasner. You got. A lot of quality throughout the squad, and and Jesper um, Lindstrom is another guy who's been absolutely going off lately. Some big performances lately, and I think as a collective team, they they really have a lot of what I like. I like them defensively. Kevin Trapp has saved the Titanic more than once uh, over the last couple of years. I think they're good in the midfield. They're good in attack. They're not going to have a guy that's going to score eighteen goals for them. I still think they need another striker that can go that can be that extra edge for them. But I like a lot of the do. And again, I think it's between them and Union Berlin for, for that fourth spot. I would, I would, like I said before, I would slightly take Frankfurt. And the only reason I would say that is because I think, because it's basically Jesper Lindstrom and, um, and, uh, sorry, and Kulamana and the goalkeeper. I think those, having those three pieces are essential for this, this sort of thing. And again, it will be close, but I think I absolutely love what Frankfurt have done. And it'd be cool to see them. Uh, go and qualify for the Champions League again. And obviously, Napoli's going to play Frankfurt, and I'm so excited for that one because I think that's going to be a great uh, it's going to be a great tie, and uh, I'd love to see them come back for the Champions League next year. But but I think it's, we're going to be really close between them and Union Berlin. But because of the individuals, I would, I would slightly um, lean towards uh, the, uh, the boys in red, the Eagles. I mean, great point. And I, this team has really started off the the first half of the season with like such plays of finesse and they have been performing very great. They have a lot of great key players, especially their goalkeeper who keeps saving the Titanic every like game. And just like how they the the football that they play is very beautiful. And um just yeah, it's there's from as long as they maintain this momentum they should finish in fourth. But if anybody does overtake them, I do still think it's going to be Union Berlin, who's also, like, right there with them. But it is going to be close as the season continues. Yeah, to- totally, totally fair. Um, I think it's crazy, though. Remember remember they lost their opening game of the season 7-0 to Bayern Munich. The- one of their best players left. Um, obviously, they still have come out of there as well, and, and Lindstrom and, and Kulamani, but but Caustics went to 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 um to go to jail at Juventus. <laughs> um, just kidding. Um, <laughs> but um, oh god, That's yeah, they started so bad and they they came back. All right, Leipzig. Leipzig is in third right now. They're on twenty eight points. They play Bayern Munich, uh, Munich starting the, the, the second half of the season. If they win that game. I think they can narrow it to, let's see, I think down to three points, which would be huge for them. Again, they started off horrible. They were off at the start of the season. They had to sack the manager. They got caught fire. 
and Cuckoo is just um, scoring that. He's scoring as if there's no one in that. That's how good he's been. Uh, you see uh, Timo Werner coming back into the Bundesliga with, with Leipzig again and do well. You see what they have in midfield. They've been pretty defense. They, they, they have been pretty uh, consistent, but they do have some flaws there. But with what they have in the back, I think they're good. And um, obviously, they're, they dealt with some injuries um, and, and things like that. And that's a big part of it as well. But but I think they, they caught the momentum at the right time. They're absolutely playing out of their gourd at the moment. They were... They were nowhere near the Champions League not that long ago, and now they're on the doorstep of that, that top spot. And, again, I think when we come to this point, I think it's title um, – I think it's it's title challenge uh, territory. And I think Leipzig have probably – outside of Bayern Munich, have the most di- deep squad in the whole league. Um, and they I think they have the, the right coach now with, with Marco Rose, who's, I think, got, doing a really good job so far. And they have all. They have so many different weapons they can throw at you, uh, especially in, in attacking positions. And they have a, they, they have a great goalkeeper. They have a good defense that can handle it. And it's just, it's just winning those important games. I think is what it's going to come down to. Now, if they lose to Bayern, then then it's, then it's trouble. But remember, when Bayern beat them in the Super Cup, it was four three. So they're capable. Hang with them. They got to put together a performance straight away. And and I think Nkuku will be back by them. And and. Um, I think uh, Leipzig is, is a very dangerous team, uh, completely dangerous. And, and even though Bayern have a have a slight lead at the top, I think uh, uh, Leipzig should feel that they can break down on that because they're they've been incredibly impressive over the last uh, at least the last month or two. Yeah, obviously, I hundred percent agree on this one. I mean, they've been performing at a really strong level. Uh, it. Obviously, they take on the dominating Bayern Munich in the first match back, which will take place next week. Um, if they win, the, it will put a push on Bayern. But, I mean, Bayern, I don't think it's going to lose it because they're a team that has a strong team from top to bottom, strong bench, great coach. So it'll be difficult. But... I think they do have a chance of putting that pressure on if they do are successful, which would be huge to see somebody other than Bayern win the league. But we'll see what happens. But I, as long as they maintain the momentum and everything, they should be okay. All right, we're almost done here. Um, by the way, that's game. That game is in Leipzig, so I give them a I give them a chance to win that game. If it's in Munich, no shot, my my friend. Not a chance. No but chance. At home, no. at home, I think they can they can get Bayern. I don't know if Saudi Omani is back yet, and I think that plays a big part of it. I know uh, Chipo Moting uh, is has has done well in in replace an aid of him, as well as uh, the young boy, um, uh, the seventeen year old uh, Tells, who has got three goals in nine games. But but I, I do think at, at at Leipzig they can put enough pressure on Bayern Munich and, and the big key here, no Manuel Neuer, I think for a little while, which gives them a, a chance. And again, if Nkuku is back, I think they have a chance to win. I'm not saying they will, but they got a chance. Um, all right. Freiburg, Freiburg is in, in second place. They're just a few points off of uh, Bayern Munich. Um, I mean, what can you say about Freiburg? They've been the surprise of the season for people who don't watch the Bundesliga, who, who don't follow the Bundesliga. This doesn't surprise me at all. They've been, they were in this Champions League race last year. They lost the cup final. They lost on the last day to Leipzig to, to, um, 
to lose to the Champions League spot at the last day of the season. Unfortunately, I had to go play Patrick Schick in Leverkusen last season, who was on fire at the moment at that time. Um, so it was a difficult situation to be walking into. Um, but I think Freiburg have all the weapons they need. Now, they don't have the biggest names in the world, but Vincenzo Greifo, everyone's uh, least favorite Italian because he never gets picked because uh, people, I guess, Italian, they, they don't like they plays in Germany. Um, but, you know, whatever the case may be, he's been absolutely f- phenomenal for them. We saw what they did to Union Berlin. We look at the rest of the, the, this team, Rositsu Dohan, the guy who beat Germany in the World Cup. You look at all these weapons that they have and and maybe not the biggest names, but like guys like Niles Pearson, who shows up in a big way, Matthias Ginter in defense. I think they're 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 stacked top to bottom and and they have just as much they have just as much of a chance to pop Bayern Munich as Leipzig does. I think uh they lost that they lost they got blown up by Bayern earlier this season. But I think if you're talking about a team that is capable of chasing them down and and winning the title, I think Leipzig and and Freiburg are at the same place. I actually don't think that, uh, uh, despite not having the personnel as as Leipzig, I don't think Freiburg are any worse off than Leipzig. And I actually think Freiburg have a better chance to win the, of taking them down than than Leipzig, despite what I just said. And I think I think they're only warming up. Their manager's been around forever. He knows this club like inside and out. And I think they're going to really put together a strong second half of the season. Um, unfortunately. Uh, they, they play Wolfsburg first game out. They are going to annihilate them. Uh, they're going to beat us. I just know that they are. Um, they got that quality, and I think we're going to see the second half of the season. I think they'll put some pressure on the, on the big boys. I mean, there's really not much to add because you pretty much hit everything on the head. Uh, I do believe that they're just getting started, and I think they're going to maintain that momentum. You're right. They are pretty much one of the only few teams besides um, – what was it, Leipzig? Yeah. Besides Leipzig, who have a real fair chance of dethroning Bayern, um, if they maintain that momentum and hope that Bayern slip up here and there, it would be a nice story to see how they were not one of the best teams in the league in like in a certain sense, but to see them like really flourish this season is huge. All right, then top dogs, Bayern Munich. You know, I don't need to say it. They've won 10 in a row. They got Musiala. They got Sadio Mane. They got Kinsley Coleman off the bench. They've got Joshua Kimmich. Uh, Goretzka's come back. <laughs> I can go on and on and on. Uh, Nkuku, not Nkuku, sorry. Uh, Upacano in defense. Uh, Lucas Hernandez is out with injury rest of the season as he got injured in the World Cup. Um, but they got, they, got, they, got, they got coverage all over the place. Alfonso Davies. Uh, Maruzzi, I think I'd like to see Ryan Gravenberch get more minutes this second half of the season. I think they're the deepest. They got the best team. They got the best coach. But Manuel Neuer is out. They got some injuries they have to deal with, and they do at PSG in the, uh, in the in the round of 16, the Champions League. I think there's a lot of things to look at here, but I think it's just one of those things. Until they get knocked off, you can, you just have to blindly assume that they're going to still do it. Now, this is the closest that Bayern – Munich have been to, to being kind of pushed around. They went through a month without a victory, stuff like that. Um, but I, I, you know, I still think there's a possibility for one of these other two teams to do it. Uh, I think it's still very close. I think it's a decent title race. I think it's quite close at this moment. I, it, it is three, four points, but, but you have to look at the teams around them that they're capable of, of making that up. And obviously losing a Leipzig would help the rest of the thing, but, 
But until they get beat, until someone else wins the league, I'm just going to assume that Bayern Munich are going to do it. I think it will be close. I think it will come down to to the end. Um, maybe not the last day, but I think at some point Bayern Munich will pull away. But I think I can th- I can see this being fairly close because of the injuries as well um, d- down the stretch. Um, but again, I'm going to blindly assume that Bayern Munich will win the title because to me, they still remain the best team in the world. Um, and and that's what I'd say about that. Yeah, I mean, not much more to add, but with the exception of, your, like you just stated, until somebody dethrones them and says otherwise, you're automatically – where everybody in their mind is already going to assume that they're going to win. But Leipzig and Freiburg do have the best chance to kind of, like, push them around, and which we saw – Early on, where they struggled a little bit, but obviously Bayern, being Bayern, get, get, got that winning mentality back and just really started firing at all cylinders. But this is the closest the league in my well, at least from when I've seen them being has competitive, not just at the bottom of the table, but within the top of the table as well in way of title contention. Um, and then of course the Europe, Europe. European positioning it has also been very competitive um, and I look forward to what the second half of the season holds for us and okay. I'm and I'm just going to say it it was an honor to be on the football oh, oh, one more thing one more thing we're just going to do this quick uh, who, what's your who, who's getting who's your bottom three and top four um, just real quick and then I'll, and then I'll ask you one other question then we'll be done you can just do it quick. It doesn't, you know. Schalke. Okay. Hoffenheim. I'm trying to think of who was. Okay, here, here are the teams that are. So, Schalke, Bolkum, Stuttgart, and then nearby, Hertha, Osberg, Cologne, Leverkusen, Hoffenheim. I'm going to say Hertha. Okay. And who's, the, who's, who's your last one? Or are you sticking with Hoffenheim? Hertha, Hoffenheim, and Schalke. I will be floored if Hoffenheim gets relegated. I'm going Schalke, Hertha, Osberg. I think Volkan will – no, I can't. Volkan will, will finish third and and, and uh, survive or, and, and not, not – uh, and we'll be back. But so Schalke, Volkan – so sorry, Schalke, Hertha, Volkan. Um, my top four is Bayern, Leipzig – okay, I'm going to say Leipzig – Actually, no, I'm not. I'm going to say I'm going to say uh, Bayern. Actually, I'm going to. It's going to be exactly this. It's going to be Bayern, Freiburg, Leipzig, Frankfurt. I'm going to get gutsy here. I'm going to say Freiburg, Bayern, Leipzig, and Frankfurt. All right, I like that. Um, and then finally, I think uh, one um, one more thing: uh, Player of the Season, Musiala or Nkuku. Nkuku. Uh, yeah, it hurts my soul. To my, it hurts to my very soul. But I agree. I think Cuckoo, he caught. Uh, he's just doing so well. He's gonna come back, and and I th- think it's the last season here in in at Leipzig because I think he's gonna go to Chelsea in the summer. So I think he's gonna go yep. crazy. All right, all right, that's it. <laughs> but I will admit, to me, in all honesty, Cuckoo has really contributed more, not just yep. in the way of goal scoring, but across the board. Like, and his team isn't as good. 
it, exactly. So he has to kind of take up a, a little bit of a, that extra role. So that's why I kind of give it, give it to him in way of player of the season so far. And yeah, those two I think, players. yeah, exactly. I think it's 50-50. I think it's a coin flip, but I think that's what it is. But I think he'll get um, young player of the year. So I don't think, and I think when, when Cuckoo's gone, he's going to win next year. So, <laughs> you know, so as soon as Cuckoo's out of the league, Musial will have less problems in terms of, of players chasing him down. But yeah, I think, I think that's fair, but we'll see what, we'll see it. Let's see. All right. Um, well, I look forward to seeing this Bundesliga uh, stuff un- unfold. Um, thank you for doing this, and we'll we'll see you on the next one.